We are here with Hope Prince, one of the elders at New Community. Uh, the goal of the interview today is just to get to know Hope a little bit more as a community. One of the uh, things we've heard over the last few years is that we know of our elders. We know maybe their names. We know that they've been in the community for a long time. We know that they are prayerful and thoughtful about the direction of the church and decisions that are being made. Uh, but if we don't know an elder personally, um, we, you know, these are just kind of mystery people in the background. So it'd be uh, helpful to get to know the elders a little bit more. And so we thought one way we could do that is just a short little interview, uh, getting to know Hope a little bit more uh, over the next few minutes. Uh, this will be on a podcast and we'll enable uh, people in our community to listen to it. So Hope, thanks for uh, being willing to be interviewed. Um, can you tell us where you are right now? Because you're not in Spokane. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, we are currently in Bozeman, Montana. Um, we had gone to Montana for a rotation for my husband Derek's school, and it got canceled because of COVID 19. And so we are kind of um, hanging out in Bozeman with my family um, for another week or so. Yeah, and uh, Bozeman is where you grew up, right? Yes, I grew up in Bozeman, Montana. And uh, how long did you live there before moving to Spokane? Yep. So I moved to Spokane when I was a freshman in college. I went to Whitworth um, and then came back to Bozeman for a year after I graduated, um, but then ultimately ended up back in Spokane. So I've been Love there it. ever since. Love it. Yeah. Um, so uh, how long have you been a part of New Community? And then mm -hmm. how long have you been an elder at Newcom? Yeah, so I started coming to New Community my sophomore year of college, so that would have been 2007, um, and then have been really a part of the community since then. Um, so I, how many years is that? 13 years? Um, uh, yeah, and then I came in 2007 as well. I remember you coming, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> I know, it is. It's a long time. Yeah. I, those first couple of years as a college student, I feel like I wasn't super involved in the community just because I was more invested in the college Whitworth community. Sure. Um, but I would say I became really invested in the community in, um, when I came back in 2011 um, was when I really became invested. Um, but then I have been an elder for three years now. Man, time flies, huh? I know it does. That's crazy. Uh, so you mentioned Derek already. Uh, mm -hmm. How long have you been married? And then uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so I'm married to Derek Prince. We met at Whitworth and got married in 2012. He um, was a physical therapist, or I guess still is a physical therapist for three years and then decided to try a second career and so went back and is now in medical school um, and set to graduate as long as everything goes okay um, <laughs> in a year. So next, next June, he'll graduate. Yeah. And the reason um, you mentioned that, let me jump in real quick. The reason you mentioned as long as everything goes, because this rotation got postponed, there is some idea that maybe graduation gets postponed because you still have to get in your residencies. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this kind of is all up in the air. I mean, it's unprecedented for everyone. So everybody's trying to figure right. out what to do in mm -hmm. this time. But yeah, for specific, specifically for medical school, there's a lot of really strict regulations on what has to be accomplished before graduation. So having this postponed could postpone his graduation. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then we have three <laughs> little kids. Mm -hmm. We have um, a three, well, almost four-year-old named Laughlin and an almost three-year-old Parks and then a five-month-old little girl named Lane. 
Man. Uh, three kids. And uh, besides that, you have another day job. Uh, can you tell us what you do and maybe what you love about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's kind of a twofold question for me. So for the past eight years, I've been a labor and delivery nurse. And uh, the reason I say that um, is because it has been a passion of mine. I absolutely love um, labor and delivery and the miracle of birth and being able to walk side alongside women and families in that process has just been an absolutely incredible um, career for me. Um, but I just recently went back to school and became a nurse practitioner. So that is no longer my role. Um, I am just starting a job um, with the EMILY program as a nurse practitioner that focuses and specializes in eating disorders. Um, so I haven't really um, begun that job. So it's hard to say what I love about that, but I can tell you what I'm excited about it. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that working um, with the a very specific specialized population um, or is people who struggle with eating disorders um, is going to be uh, a challenge just because it's very specific and I haven't learned mm -hmm. a ton about it. But I also think there's a ton for me to learn, which is exciting and um, to walk alongside people in a really vulnerable time and um, create relationships. And it takes a lot of um Multi, multiple disciplines in order to like bring people back to health and mm. um, a lot of deep relationship, which I think <clears throat> is what I'm most excited about for that role. Um, yeah, moving that forward, sounds yeah. that sounds fantastic. It also sounds mm -hmm. like something that uh, you'd be ideal at because you care uh, about more than just uh, the health of the person. You care about the whole person, and so yeah, well, that's building very sweet of you. Well, it's true. Building the deep relationships with people and walking alongside them in life seems like a, a real natural fit. Um, yeah. And uh, you're a lifelong learner, so just the fact mm -hmm. that even though it's new and you're not fully aware of all the complexity. Uh, of that particular um, role, um, I think you'll be eager to learn in the midst of it. So, no, well, good. thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited, and so I, I appreciate your encouragement. Yeah, good. Uh, what's one thing you wish you had known, either about your career? I'll let you choose about okay. your career. So, as you went into nursing, what's one mm -hmm. thing you wish you would have known before you began that, or what's one thing you wish you'd known before you began motherhood? Ooh. Pick one. Hmm. Well, I think I'll probably pick motherhood. Um, even though nursing, I think because nursing has probably been a little bit more of what I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I've absolutely loved it. It's had challenges, but I have, it's been, I think, a little bit more expected. For motherhood, I think, um, I think I've been equally surprised <laughs> with how rewarding and um, fun and amazing motherhood is. Mm -hmm. Also equally surprised at how hard it has been. Mm -hmm. And I think that people all told me like, oh, parenthood is so hard, but it's something that you can't truly grasp or understand until you do it. Yeah. So I think I've been surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you find, just curious, did you find... Mm -hmm. Um, moving from zero kids to one kid or mm -hmm. one kid to two kids or two kids to three kids, which of those Ooh. transitions did you find the most challenging? Yeah. So we had a little bit of a unique situation, um, for, for moving from one to two. So I would definitely say going to two has been our biggest jump. Mm -hmm. Um, we, because we had Laughlin and, um, 
then I started, he was about three months old and I started getting really sick and could not figure out what was wrong with me and actually thought like, I probably have cancer because this is really weird (laughs) and something is really wrong. And so went to the doctor and was 14 weeks pregnant. Uh, So that was like a huge surprise. And um, our two boys are exactly 12 months apart. And so Parks is the amazing blessing, but also a very big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so having uh, two kids 12 months apart was definitely a huge adjustment. Um, so by far the hardest for us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, mine, I feel like I went from zero to one mm-hmm. and nothing changed. We just yeah. brought mm-hmm. Carson along to everything. And yeah. we're in youth ministry. And so... Uh, there was, you just show up at the youth activity, kids want to hold her. We'd see her two hours later and then we'd go <laughs> home. You know, it was yeah. just like everything continued on. Um, two was an adjustment, but I think three is when you started to have to play zone defense. So yeah, Shannon would have one, I would have the other, and now there's still one free. And that was like uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of an adjustment for us. Um, I think maybe more myself than for Shannon, but um, yeah. yeah, I think the complexity of, uh, you know, different, um, transitions like that can be challenging for people. Yeah. Well, and I think that we're still kind of, uh, Lane is still in and just coming out of what I refer to as the pet rock phase mm-hmm. where I literally can just bring her everywhere and yeah, she doesn't sure. move. She doesn't roll. So mm-hmm. she's still in like a pretty easy phase. I think that, and I recognize it's not easy for everyone, but she's yeah. been a very easy baby. Um, but I think as she becomes more mobile, that zone defense is going to put me to the test for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, shifting gears a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. name, name a few people that you have found to be the most influential to you and mm. why would you uh, recognize them as being influential? Yeah. Uh, So the first one that comes to mind right off the top of my head is my grandfather. Um, He was, he recently passed away, um, but he was an anesthesiologist and, but also a very deep thinker and a philosopher. Hmm. And so from the time that I was really young, he just um, was somebody that kind of blew my mind because he was very medical and very scientific, but also like loved to discuss theology and um, talk to me all the time about God and what I thought about God. And Mm. um, so I think that he originally got me interested in medicine and made me want to go to nursing school and then um, encouraged me to go further and get my nurse practitioner degree. Mm. Um, But then also like gave me an example of like, you can have more than that also. Like this doesn't have to be your life. You can wear multiple hats and be passionate about multiple things. So definitely uh, my grandpa comes to mind. Cool. Um, Yeah. For one other person I would think um, that would probably come to mind would actually probably be my mom. Yeah. She, uh, as, as I move into motherhood, we always had a, a, not trying relationship, but a typical mother daughter relationship growing up where we had conflict and, uh, <laughs> you know, are probably similar. And so it had a, a rub there. Yeah. Um, but moving into motherhood, I think just seeing her in a different light and, um, all that she sacrificed and gave for us and, um, her hand and who I am today and who my siblings are today. I think I've just gained this whole new respect for her and desire to be more like her as I become a mom. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we'll, we'll transition again. And um, so you've been a part of new community since 2007. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, obviously, you described kind of 2011 and moving forward as being more invested in the community. I know yeah. part of that investment is small group. So maybe mm-hmm. talk about what kind of role a small group has played in your life. Uh, has it been important? If so, why? And uh, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think I could say enough good things about small group and what they have meant to me in my life. So Derek and I joined um, a small group right when we got engaged, when I came back to Spokane in 2011. Um, And, you know, there's always that little awkward transition. So for the people listening to this, like I would encourage you, like if there is that awkward transition, I think that that's totally normal Mm. where you're getting to know people and don't feel totally comfortable, don't feel um, still trying to get people to know you and be yourself in small group. So we definitely have that, um, but we're able to push through that. Um, and then we've been in the same small group since, since 2011. So um, those people have become family to us in Spokane for sure. Um, very committed to them weekly in um, studying God's word and praying for each other. But then beyond that, um, have made a very, very intentional effort to see each other outside of church and small group yeah. um, and be a community to one another. <clears throat> so yeah. that has been um, really just like clutch for us living in Spokane. My, like I said earlier, my family's in Montana, so they have become our family. They're who yeah. we do holidays with. They're who I call when I'm having a hard day or if I need help with childcare or really anything, um, the members of my small group are everything to us. Yeah. So, yeah. When you talk cool. about, um, kind of, uh, sharing life is basically yeah. what we're talking about outside mm-hmm. of Sundays or outside of small group times. I know mm-hmm. that you've done vacations together or you've gone mm-hmm. on little trips or you've had dinner parties or what are some other things that maybe people could use as illustrations of what it might look mm-hmm. like to share life? Yeah. Um, so all the ones you just mentioned, we we definitely do those. Um, before we had kids, we tried to have um, a different person or couple from the small group over once a week mm-hmm. outside of small group. Um, so over for dinner or um, now that we have kids, that looks a little different just because life feels a little bit busier. Mm-hmm. But um, now we'll I'll do play dates or um, meet people at the park or even just like helping each other out picking other kids up from school or somebody else needs child help with childcare. So mm-hmm. bringing my kids over to their house to help watch their kids. Yeah. Um, and then like you mentioned, um, we love going on little weekend getaways, um, camping trips, um, trips to Canada, ski trips. Um, there was a time period when we got like season passes to 49 degrees North with a couple yeah. of other members of our small group. And so we would spend, every Saturday in the winter together, just like, and sometimes cool. we would, we would meet for breakfast and then <clears> we would drive up together, ski all day and then eat dinner together. Um, when we got done skiing and that yeah. like really, really creates a, a tight bond. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been an elder for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there probably is a question for some people like, what do the elders even do? Uh, (laughs) what role do they play? Um, And certainly there is a genuine um, desire to pray over the community, to be thoughtful about kind of the spiritual direction of the community as a whole, Mm -hmm. um, kind of weighing in on what are the needs of the community and things like that. But uh, what maybe you could share with everybody the specific areas of oversight that you've kind of 
walked into on the board over the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have been in charge of staff care um, and a little bit of like the HR, the human resources side of things. So mm-hmm. I was in charge of staff evaluations. And so we did all of those and we do those every year. Um, and then also more on the care side of really evaluating, okay, how is our staff doing? What does our staff need? How can we support our staff? Um, how can we make sure they have the tools that they need in order to do their jobs better? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in, um, I'm on the missions committee, which mm-hmm. um, is constantly praying about and searching for other ways that we can serve um, like our immediate church community and then the city of Spokane um, and then you know, broader the world, global yeah. missions as well. So um, praying about that, having meetings, deciding where we should um, direct our missional fund. Um, and then also, you know, praying about that. Um, and then I would also say, I know you mentioned this in the beginning, but um, direct role of the elder. I think the, the, the role that I feel the heaviest in a good way or the most mm-hmm. responsibility really is uh, lifting the church up in prayer yeah. and um, praying for our members, praying for the direction of the church, just in general, the spiritual um, growth of the big C church has mm-hmm. been um, probably something I felt the heaviest as an elder. Yeah. I think uh, any elder that comes uh, onto the team, um, you don't, you feel the weight maybe in a particular way, but when you step into that role, there is something about um, carrying the weight of the community, uh, Mm -hmm. not just in prayer, but uh, being the eyes and ears for people that are in need and finding mm-hmm. ways to try to meet those needs or directing those people towards staff members or those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, and just so as people are listening in, uh, you have done some of the HR and the review stuff, I believe, with mm-hmm. Greg Connolly. Mm-hmm. And so yep. the two of you have kind of tackled that together, uh, doing annual reviews on the staff, uh, the missions mm-hmm. and outreach. You and I spend time together on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of, just to give everyone context, a lot of the roles that we play oversight in, we share with another elder in a way that Mm -hmm. creates kind of, uh, a a team focus. And then every decision we make as an elder team, I think it's important for people to know are, uh, made with communal discernment where we're Mm -hmm. praying through it. Uh, and then there is a vote because you have to technically have a vote for board uh, approval on things, but, uh, that vote is more a sense of it. It makes sense to the Holy spirit and to us to do this. And so all of the decisions are, um, unanimous rather than a raise a hand and, uh, give a vote, uh, that one person might disagree with or whatever. We actually talk through things really well as a community mm-hmm. and, uh, and discern what, what, uh, God is asking us collectively to do. Um, any other thoughts on um, your role as an elder? I'm sorry, you cut out there just that last part. What did you say? Uh, any other thoughts on your role as an elder? So we just. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think that it has been an incredible experience to be a part of the elder team, and I've just. Um, 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 to just the church. And, um, I've, like you said, it's always very team-based and, um, with our community in mind, which I really, really appreciated. 
Um, we lost you there for a second. So okay. I don't know if, uh, if you want to start over again with, I think you said something along the lines of, I agree with what you said, and then it kind of cut out. Oh, okay. So. Uh, yeah. So I said, I completely agree with what you said. And I just wanted to, um, like reiterate how much I've enjoyed being a part of the team um, and how we get together, you know, every other week or every third week, depending on the needs of the church. Um, and those times have been really, really um, influential in um, looking at the needs of the church and um, the needs of individual um, people in our congregation or in our community. Um, and it's just been a very life-giving thing to me as well. So when I, when I was talking about the, the way it was a, in a positive way of yeah, being yeah. part of this community. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you one more question uh, before yeah. we sign off, uh, unless you have another question you wish I would have asked but didn't. <laughs> nope. Um, all right. Uh, what's one thing that makes you feel inspired or your best mm-hmm. self? That if people were to know hope uh, in that sense of uh, living most fully into who God created you to be. Um, mm. what, what makes you feel that best self or feel inspired in those ways? It's hmm. a great question. Um, so this may not answer your question directly, mm-hmm. but I'll kind of get there. I recently have been reading The Road Back to You about the Enneagram yeah. and have discovered that I am a very strong seven. Okay. which is the enthusiast. Yes. Uh, so I am a very strong optimist mm-hmm. and I get so excited for um, the new things and what's coming next and always think the best, like always the best outcome is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that also needs a little bit of a check, which is good that I'm married to who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that when I feel my best is when I feel um that I have something to dream about yeah. and um, can kind of work towards that and feel really excited about. Um, and I love being around other people. So having other people to come around me and dream with me and work together to make something um, that I feel like is God inspired and um, bring us all closer to him. I think that's when I feel the most excited. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> I don't know a ton about the Enneagram, but mm-hmm. uh, I know that I'm a one, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which means from my understanding that when I am most healthy, mm-hmm. I am a seven, which <laughs> in theory means that I'm just aspiring to be you, Hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in Love my it. best and highest uh, self, I am uh, looking more like you, which is oh, great. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. An optimist and, I, and, and I hopeful. And I need to be more and, like you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Hope, thanks for taking time to do the interview. Thanks for uh, caring for our community the way you do. I know that you are incredibly thoughtful and prayerful. I also know that anybody uh, that needs to and wants to reach out to you, that you're Mm -hmm. more than welcome to connect with them and uh, and can direct them towards others uh, if you're not in town or if you're on rotation with your husband. Um, But uh, thanks again and uh, enjoy. Uh, the last few days in Montana before you come back and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you, Russ. All right. Take care. Bye.